Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Let Me Fill You In. This is the sixth installment of this spin-off, if you will, of Fill With The Movies. And I hope today's episode finds you well. Uh, not much in the way of uh, breaking news or developments to uh, to share with you today, though I, though I do have some reactions to some recent trailers that have dropped in the, the last couple days. But I want to start off right at the top today with uh, my thoughts and reactions to two movies that I caught over the last week. And, uh, you know, they're definitely making headlines uh, uh, one way or another. So we're going to start right with uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. Now, I had mentioned earlier that I, uh, uh, the story of Peter Pan has a, a special place in, in my heart, uh, just from sort of my involvement in, in school productions of it and, and just being a fan of the story and, and certainly the, the original animated classic. Uh, so I, I was a little, uh, leery, shall we say, of this, uh, Disney Plus, uh, remake, if you will. Uh, it's essentially the, uh, an updated version of the of the animated film, uh, but with a big budget and 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 uh, actually shot in live action, uh, and and I will say that visually it is it's amazing. It really is a beautiful film, and it captures the the imagination and the wonder of of Neverland and the Jolly Roger looks great. I mean, visually it, it's a it's a top shelf adaptation. Uh, overall, uh, I have to say, I'm not sure I would recommend this unless you are a, uh, sort of a, you know, diehard Peter Pan fan. And even then, it, it, I, I might even say, you know, uh, you know, tread cautiously because th- there's a lot of, um, sort of unique liberties taken with the story. Um, and, you know, that's all fine. I, I think it's important if you're going to have, uh, an updated uh, telling of a, of a of a classic film. You have to find a way to make it interesting and, and innovative. But there was one particular decision that was made story-wise that involved Captain Hook's origin, and I, 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 it just didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. I thought it kind of gave Hook unnecessary uh, story baggage and kind of took it in a in a rather uh, you know, bizarre. Uh, uh, twist of events, but I mean, all in all, it's it's a fine adaptation of uh, or, or reimagining of of the movie and, and the story. Uh, Jude Law, who plays Captain Hook, is fantastic. I mean, he was the highlight for me, uh, and you know, again, I have you know a soft spot for the for the Captain Hook character, but um, I, I thought he was he was really the the you know, the, the standout uh, of the entire ensemble. But you know, visually, it, it is it is spectacular, and it, it really. It goes to show that it, when you know done right, Neverland can be this you know, wild and, and imaginative place, especially done in live action. So, uh, by that logic, I, I would you know say you know give it a whirl if you are at all uh, just cur- sort of curious for how the uh, how Disney uh, sort of adapted this story for the for uh, the modern age but uh you know, all in all it, it was nothing to to write home about uh, i i won't revisit it again but uh you know I, I i i definitely wanted to satisfy my curiosity so uh take with that what you will of course uh but on the other hand 
I did actually get to catch the latest Guardians of the Galaxy movie. This is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and it is the final installment of this particular trilogy. Now, full disclosure, I am not the biggest fan of the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know that's probably blasphemy in, in some corners, but you know, again, I you know, want to be upfront and honest with you guys. Uh, so, you know, needless to say, my my interest in in the Marvel Cinematic World has always been uh, tepid at best. Um, but but Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volumes One and Two. Were, were different and, and, and sort of outside the box because they weren't big name comic book heroes. These were, these were sort of backbenchers, if you will. And, and they were, you know, it's amazing in many ways that the film was made to begin with because I can't imagine a studio taking a risk on a, uh, basically a, a second or, 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 or even third ranking, uh, uh, you know, comic book characters and, and heroes, but yet, uh, under the uh, under the uh, direction of, of James Gunn, he was able to to give these characters life and give them meaning and, and created something that was, uh, in a lot of ways, almost akin to Star Wars. I know that's sort of an odd uh, way to, to describe these films, but there is that uh, sort of fantastical and, and 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 fantasy element to it, and it really does uh, you know, make these movies different from. All the other Marvel movies, and and certainly as of late, where where Marvel has been kind of more or less in a slump, uh, just sort of with with critical and, and audience reception. Uh, this this film uh, sort of you know, if, if you were looking for a resurgence in uh, of Marvel, this one definitely does it. It's it's emotional, it's funny, it, it's it's a comic book come to life. It's it's expansive, it's imaginative. And the characters are, are in a lot of cases, fantastical and, and otherworldly, but they are grounded in such a way that you can relate to them on a, on a, on a personal level. I mean, no further than the character of Rocket, who is voiced by the great Bradley Cooper. Now, the character is a, is a digital creation and it's like a two foot tall raccoon that can talk. And you would think, boy, that's that's a stretch. But it, it's I mean, the performance of, of Cooper is amazing. I mean, uh, uh, without telling you, if you were just to stumble into it, you wouldn't know it was uh, Bradley Cooper doing the voice. But to get that kind of emotion and that kind of power from what is essentially a a, a digitally created character is, is incredible. And. Like I said, the emotions are are real. The, the 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 story is on a very personal and and human level that it kind of transcends all of the uh, all of the action and all of the the spectacle, which are important. I mean, there's all of of those necessary ingredients to make up a good comic book movie. But this was so much deeper, I thought, and and, and really, I mean, it was it was a roller coaster ride of emotions. I mean, you, you know, you're laughing one mo- one moment, you're cheering the next, you're you're you know, you're feeling a little uh, uh you know feel, feeling a little uh, a little water under the eyes, if you will, uh, in the next. I mean, it really is this this. Uh, you know, uh, uh, rocket ship ride, kind of. You know, from you know, you literally go zero to a hundred. Uh, but but it's it's wonderful. It's it's a spectacular end to this trilogy. And, and again, I don't want to go into to spoilers because I, I you know know you know if people hadn't had a chance to see it, it just came out last Friday. But it is it is spectacular. I have to say, and 
it, it was a perfect conclusion to this to this set of stories to this particular saga and uh you know really you know, props have to go to to james gunn the director and you know sort of on another note he's uh the 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 brains, if you will, uh, the mastermind now who's going to be heading uh, DC Studios and, and leading this new phase of uh, DC comic movie production. So uh, given what he did with this film, and, and uh, especially now that he's working on the next Superman movie, uh, I, I think the the brand, uh, the, you know, DC is in, is in very good hands. But uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean... These are these are films which you know sort of they're they're in the Marvel universe they're in that that sort of big uh, blockbuster uh, you know production uh, house if you will but th- there's something special about these films and again I think it it does go back to to James Gunn because he was able to take you know essentially irrelevant characters from the comics and and make them household names and make them larger than life and make us make us the audience care about their stories that says something right there and and like i said they almost sort of transcend the other marvel movies because they're they're so outside the mainstream i mean when you've got a when you've got a, you know essentially a talking uh, raccoon in a in a in a tree uh, you know who who goes around and says i am groot i mean you know the 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 sky is truly the limit and 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 you're just sort of uh, opening up a uh, opening up Pandora's box for uh, creativity and and uh, otherworldly excitement, but no, I I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I I will definitely uh, see it again. I would highly recommend it, especially if you are a fan of the previous two Guardians films and and of comic book movies in general. But I, I would even say because I know a lot of people are standoffish in some cases to the Marvel films, and and I get that. You know, as someone who's not a huge fan of them i i get it but if i was going to recommend any of these films uh and especially if you're looking for something different from your iron man or from even spider-man i would say watch these three films guardians of the galaxy volume one volume two and volume three because even though there is some interconnected uh storylines all in all, there's a very sense that these are self-contained movies and self-contained stories, and and I think that's refreshing. You know, again, there, there's obviously winks and nods to a larger universe and to a larger storyline, perhaps down the road. But all in all, the, these films felt like they were their own separate, uh, separate universe, if you will, and, and that's that's frankly refreshing uh you know in my eyes especially when it comes to comic book movies where there's always this rush to connect everything and well this leads into this and this you know leads into that and sometimes uh folks forget to actually tell a tell a good story uh in the first place and and that was uh, definitely not the case with with these three films that they're all well made they're all well executed and there is a a story and you can really see the the through line from from volume one all the way to volume three so I, I i thoroughly enjoyed it it's it's spectacular it's it's doing quite well at the box office as well and uh definitely a great way to end this uh this era of the marvel universe and and certainly give uh give those uh those films and the uh, that particular uh uh uh, branch of the comic book uh, genre, a, a nice, uh, a nice uh, 
boost, if you will, from uh, all of this talk of comic book movie fatigue, which uh, more on that perhaps in, a, in, a, in another uh, in another show. But yeah, so those were those were the two films that uh, I caught last week. Um, you know, definitely uh, would recommend Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, 50-50 on Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, you know, visually it was, uh, it was spectacular, but, but all in all, uh, I, I didn't think it did much in terms of giving us anything really new or, or really, uh, uh, exciting. It was just sort of a, a one, a, a one note show in, in that way. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, we, we, we weren't a charting new, uh, new territory, if you will. But, uh, that, that was it for the, uh, the movie front. But, um, the only other things I wanted to sort of touch base uh, with you guys on, or, or, or fill you in, if you will, uh, two new trailers caught my eye uh, just the last couple days. First was for uh, the movie The Meg uh, 2. I think it's called uh, The Meg uh, The Trench. Let me actually pull it up here. You know, shows I'm doing two things at once. Uh, two things at once. Uh, yeah, so it's The Meg 2, The Trench. And this is a sequel to uh, The Meg film, which came out, I want to say, like 2019. Uh, maybe it was, tw- it was 2018. Um, and it's, it's a science fiction film about the, uh, you know, the, the prehistoric uh, uh, megalodon uh, shark and, and it's, uh, you know, wreaking havoc on the, uh, on a, on a local, uh, uh, tourist destination. So the sequel is, uh, is coming out later this summer and I had no idea that there was even going to be a sequel. I mean, I knew there was, this was part of the book series, but, uh, I didn't know there was even plans for a sequel, but let alone, uh, here we go. So there is a sequel coming out and, uh, you know, it, it sort of struck me in the same way as, as Cocaine Bear did just from watching the trailer. It, it's out of the box, wild, craziness uh i mean you've got a, a prehistoric shark and you've got giant squid you've got a flashback sequence with the shark devouring a tyrannosaurus rex i mean what's what's not to enjoy i mean it, it looks like a fun summer blockbuster a good popcorn movie so i will definitely uh, uh be checking that out later in the summer and uh i'll leave the uh, the trailer link in the in the show notes if you want to take a look at it um the other thing that caught my eye, the uh, latest trailer for for the film Oppenheimer, which is directed by one of my all-time favorite filmmakers, Christopher Nolan. The new trailer that he dropped, it is flawless. It is cinematic perfection. First off, the cast in this film is incredible. And I'm not going to read every name, but just to kind of... Uh, name 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 a couple uh, off the top. You've got Emily Blunt. You've got Killian Murphy playing Robert Oppenheimer. You've also got Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh. I mean, just a, a phenomenal A list talent. And, and what I love about this film is is Christopher Nolan is still a is still a, a filmmaker. Like he's he's there to to tell a story and then to use the medium and all the tools to to convey that story and the movie looks spectacular it's partly shot in color partly shot in black and white and just uh, knowing Christopher Nolan's work this is going to be something incredible and i you know, i i i I hesitate to even say oh you know is this his uh, is this his magnus opus because he's certainly done a lot of great films i mean one of 
my personal favorites and in the one I think that stands out in his entire uh, filmography is The Dark Knight. But this this looks just incredible, and and from the cast to to the story of it. I mean, this is not some uh, uh, fictional creation. This is this is based on the real life story of of this man, Robert Oppenheimer, and of course his uh, his uh, his creation, his uh, his uh, his. Uh, Un- unveiling, unleashing, if you will, of the atomic bomb and, and, and sort of ushering in the atomic age. And I, I mean, just from a visual standpoint, the film looks looks top notch. But but I, I think even the deeper part is the story and 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 really what this film is going to be trying to uh, to say and to convey. And and I, I think it's going to pose a lot of interesting questions that in many ways we're we're still wrestling with today which which is you know the the question of uh, of of the atomic bomb and 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 sort of the uh, the nuclear age that has has followed but uh definitely uh going to be checking this film out later this summer and uh i i, I would put it as a uh, one of my most anticipated films of the year it, it i i know i use this word a lot but uh it, it really is applicable here it, it it looks like cinema absolute cinema so uh that those were those were the uh the trailers that kind of jumped out for me this uh this week oh yes and uh one last uh bit of just you know sort of uh you know new, news you you probably won't be able to use but uh i did find it interesting um of course a couple weeks ago the uh, uh return of the jedi was re-released in honor of its 40th anniversary and uh these are just the numbers for for north america there are, they don't have the international numbers in yet but uh for a 40 year old film uh, that is available on streaming and DVDs, and I mean, I have one somewhere uh, of it on on VHS tape. The film uh, brought in 7.2 million dollars, which that's pretty damn good for a 40-year-old film that again is accessible pretty much at the at the you know, touch of a button. But uh, I, I think it, it goes to show how much uh, you know, people still still love Star Wars. You know, again, coming from coming from this fan, you know, I'm, I'm definitely speaking truth there. But uh, even even to a larger point, I think there's such a, a love and a reverence for for those films, for the original films by the great George Lucas, and and sort of that 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 world of star wars that people are always going to show up and it's a it's a family event you know i mean i saw when uh you know when i was there uh at, at my showing there was a lot of you know parents with kids and it was just it was really special because it just shows how how, how generational star wars is but uh just thought that was uh rather interesting that you know for a 40 year old uh, movie you know 7.2 million dollars which i mean of course in the, you know the grand scheme of things people are like oh you know well this movie made 150 or or this made uh, 200 well you know all things uh, aside i mean for a 40 year old film uh not bad not not bad at all and so on that note, I'd like to leave you with some words of inspiration from the great George Lucas himself. Uh, how fitting to to close out uh, today's episode. But uh, I'll leave the link to this in the show notes because it comes from a speech that uh, that, that George Lucas gave on on happiness a few years back. And I think it's very pertinent and uh, worth sharing here today. So here it is. This is the last part from the speech. Joy is compassion. Joy is giving yourself to somebody else or something else. And it's the kind of thing that's in its subtlety and lowness more powerful than pleasure. 
If you get hung up on pleasure, you're doomed. If you pursue joy, you will find everlasting happiness. Words of wisdom from the great George Lucas. That's all for today, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back next week.